0: party people welcome once again to the party of one podcast the actual play rpg podcast where the gaming table is always set for two i am your host as always jeff stormer and this week on the show i am joined by liliana for a playthrough of her game the world through your eyes The World Through Your Eyes is a two-player role-playing game about telling the stories of two worlds that are vastly different from one another through the eyes of two soulmates. The themes can be played romantically or platonically, but the focus is on the connection between these two characters despite their radically different backgrounds. Although your world's apart, in that metaphorically or literally, your love endures and you can share in what makes you different just as much as what brings you together. This game is beautiful and emotional and just has some incredible world building in it, and I absolutely loved playing it. I really loved the story that we told together, and I really think you're going to enjoy listening to it. In addition to designing the world through your eyes, Liliana is also a cast member on Into Deep, a Dungeons & Dragons 5e actual play on the Rule of Lore Twitch channel. You can find more about that at twitch.tv slash ruleoflore. You can find more about the world through your eyes at Lilianapolis.Itch.io, or you can check the show notes for more information. And... With all that said, why don't we go ahead and throw it over to me in the past so that he can get started with the show. Take it past me. Thanks, future me. Uh, This week, I am joined by Liliana. Liliana, thank you so much for coming on Party of One. Thank you for having me. Uh, Real quick, at the top of the show, before we dive in, why don't you take a moment to let our lovely listeners at home know about what we are playing this week, as well as anything else you've got going on that you might want them to know about.
1: Hi. Uh, This week, we are playing uh, The World Through Your Eyes, a two-player card-based role-playing game that uh, tells the story of two soulmates who are separated uh, by different worlds, whether it be literally or metaphorically, um, and how they come together. Uh, This is a game uh, where you draw cards, answer questions, ask questions, and you... uh, plays two soulmates who are maybe romantically destined to be together, maybe platonically destined to be together. Uh it's fairly open in that way. And yeah, this is a game I designed and released uh on Valentine's Day. Well, I mean, it's a good
0: it's a good like you know sometimes you gotta sometimes it's all about timing and sometimes it's all about going this is the day that this is gonna drop and and i i i see it coming and i know exactly when i need to make this out put this out in the world
1: it was too good for me to i was pretty much finished the week before i was like this is almost in a publishing state and i went it's valentine's day next week time to get it into publishing state and it was and i'm quite proud of it um
0: sometimes you sometimes you gotta make that like it's it, there's there's nothing more satisfying than making that move and being able to go yes i'm putting this out on valentine's day yes
1: it was incredible um aside from this game uh you can find me uh tuesdays at around seven thirty uh eastern time uh where i do a dungeons and dragons fifth edition actual play with an all lgbtq cast uh over on twitch.tv/ruleoflore uh, it is called into deep uh we started out using the uh waterdeep dragon heist uh, adventuring module and quickly veered off track to our own unique very gay story and it's it's a lot of fun
0: Well, I am so excited to be playing the world through your eyes today. Like, this is, uh, this is a bunch of, this is a game that is very specifically up my alley in a lot of ways, and I could not be more excited about it. So why don't we go ahead and dive in? Uh, like you said, we are gonna be telling the stories of two worlds, of two people from two worlds that are vastly different from one another through the eyes of two soulmates. Uh, these can be romantic or platonic, but the focus is on the connection between two characters despite completely different backgrounds. Um, And so with
1: that, I'm going to throw it over to you.
0: Uh, Walk us through how we get started and uh, take the wheel and guide us through the game.
1: Okay. Uh, So uh, the first thing we will need is a deck of playing cards, which I have for us. Uh, It's a very cute uh, green uh, fey deck that I got from a very good friend of mine. So I felt like it was fitting for this.
0: That feels nice. That feels right. That feels it's. I I mean, shocking! Like that is a thing that I I I've recently moved into a new space, and now that I have more space for stuff, I feel like I feel like I need to invest in playing cards in the same way that I've invested in dice. I feel like I I have one deck that I got in a dollar store yeah. years ago that I may or may not know where it is at any given moment and i feel like i need i need some thematic mood some i need some mood some mood cards i've got my mood dice for different characters and i need to really invest in some mood some
1: mood playing card decks yeah um yeah uh having a nice deck of cards is very nice i'm quite fond of this one uh the second thing we will need is a shared document or some other way to share notes uh do you mind if i share a uh, blank google doc with you yes please oh, i have sent it over your way uh and then after that uh what you need is a heart full of love and a mind full of wonder uh, i know i've got mine uh give me just a second y- yes i do have my i do have mine ready wonderful I should be good. okay so now uh we move on to getting started uh the first thing you should each do is come to an agreement on the nature of your soulmates Are you star-crossed lovers destined to be together? Are you best friends across the vast chasm of space itself? Are you two opposite species learning about the other's world through an inexplicable soul link? Regardless of the context, you are fated to end up together, whether you like it or not. Uh, Each of the players must establish their character and a basic concept for the world. So first of all, um, what kind of story do we want to tell here? Do we want to tell something romantic? Do we want to tell something explicitly not romantic? Or do we want to play out something and see where it goes?
0: I'm I'm on team C where it goes at least initially and I'm trying to decide where I want to go in terms of uh rounding it in reality or fantasy yeah.
1: do you have a preference um I've I've played it a few different ways I think uh all are fun um I just I had the thought of interstellar fantasy which is the trappings of fantasy but like in a sci-fi setting where like you're going from place to place I mean, and planet to planet, but it's all with fantasy over skin. And that's, that's been something that's been up my alley for the past couple of weeks. That, I mean, that is, that is space fantasy
0: is entirely my jam. And I think that's kind of why uh, now that you've put it out there, I feel like I really want to chase after right. that. That feels like a good, a good energy uh, to run with. Yes. So, um, I want to propose that we are, I think different planets feels good. I think that, I think that, 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 that a good planetary boundary between two people feel good. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we're romantic. I don't know if we're platonic, but that feels like a good starting place for our relationship.
1: Wonderful. So now we each, uh, figure out where we're from. And uh, to establish your world, ask yourself the question, what does my home look like? Uh, and then to establish your character, give them a name and pronouns and describe how they look and what they do in their home. Uh, whether that's, you know, career or just sort of hobbies, how that sort of develops. Um, I myself, I find uh, I'm quite fond of the sort of uh, <clears throat> natural naturalistic parts of fantasy, sort of like... Plant people, ants, things of that nature. So I think maybe Mm -hmm. I come from a very, uh, kind of, um, wooded kind of green, you know, how in, uh, sci-fi shows and a lot of fantasy, you know, planets are, you know, monoclimate planets. So I probably come from like a big jungle planet. And I think. Uh, yeah, I think it is beautiful, green, lush, uh, untamed in the sort of traditional sense. Uh, but when you sort of, you know, you look at it through that traditional fantasy sense, it's, you know, there aren't castles or anything, but there's still, uh, places where civilization thrives. Mm -hmm, mm
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm
1: um i keep coming back to the same
0: answer for what my home world looks like and it's the answer that made me laugh and sometimes you got to go with the Absolutely. thing that makes you laugh my home world looks like a soundstage perfect it <laughs> it is a it looks like it looks like a rock quarry with half of a movie set dropped on oh, it i love that Um, uh, and i i am visualizing for my character uh, along the same lines, like I'm getting B movie energy from my character, very specifically, and I'm picturing, uh, I am picturing like human with plastic e metal bits taped on is the best way. Like I'm envisioning very like uh like like a, like a star like a Star Wars Lobot situation where it's just like a guy with a metal with a metal thing Excellent. on and like. I I think that uh my name is Tarks I think he his pronouns and I think Tarks is I think it is generic waste planet um and it is um a Tarks on his planet is of is is I don't think it is they are I don't think that the 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 cybernetic pieces of Tarks are additive i don't think they have been planted on i think they are naturally a sort of biomechanical people a biomechanical species and so like it is naturally there are there are bits of metal and like uh metal installations sticking out of of bodies and that kind of that kind of aesthetic runs across the across the people from my home
1: world awesome Uh, for my character, I'm sort of picturing, have you, have you watched Doctor Who? Oh, absolutely, Um, yeah. Um, do you remember, uh, the ninth Doctor, episode two? Uh, I believe her name is Jabe? I can look it up, I almost certainly do. She's just, like, plant person in name, primarily, but like- Oh, yeah, 100%, yeah, 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 yeah. I know the Doctor Who plant, Yeah, (laughs) um, I'm picturing sort of like that, just kind of- vaguely maybe maybe to reflect your with metal bits taped on maybe with some like flowers or something um yeah 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 in there and i think uh i think my character's name is uh juniper juniper's yes.
0: great i like that that's great yes, great name she,
1: i think she, she uses she uh i was gonna say she her but i almost said she they and so that feels right so i'm going with it go yep. for it uh, so I will be playing, uh, Juniper, she, they, uh, from a jungle planet, uh, yet to be named. Yeah, but I think, I think my, uh, my character is a biologist, sort of, um, someone who studies, uh, plants, animals, and just, uh hmm, actually... I may I may retcon that because I'm realizing this is the same character I've played in about three other things, Um, at least one of which is uh, potentially going to be released. So I think uh, uh, I think maybe she's an astronomer and she studies other planets. And that's cool. I like that a lot. I am. uh, Tarks is a
0: a static farmer. I don't quite know what that means, but I don't have to. I love that. I envision, uh, in the same way, like, moisture farming in Star Wars is sort of just, like, weird-looking, weird-looking, uh, like, buckets. I imagine this, the thing that I'm visualizing, the the aesthetic associated with being a static farmer is big, um, Tesla coils and big whatever those glass balls are that make your hair stick out the names of which i don't remember
1: where the light yes i know exactly what you mean
0: don't know the name of them but that thing like you see those things and they're on giant poles and like we collect that kind of static from the air and it feeds into generators and we use that power uh for question mark we'll find out in play
1: or we will (laughs) who knows i think uh I think aesthetically, uh sort of the stuff I work with, the stuff I use is imagine steampunk if everything was made of wood. Oh sure, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Wood yeah, punk yeah. kind of. <laughs> um so a lot of just way like Rube Goldberg almost uh technology. Love it. Uh, love, it love it, love it, love it. And just yeah. We don't have we don't have a lot of metal in use, so we get creative with things that can be easily That's replaced. Great when they chip that's good stuff i really that that, that's
0: that's got my wheels turning
1: oh yeah your wooden wheels uh
0: yes well they're 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 (laughs) static wheels Uh. so they're actually sort of balls of electricity Uh, (laughs) incredible
1: okay uh then the second thing uh we do for character creation is uh i will ask you and you will ask me what is something about my character that you find intriguing it's that you look to the stars like you have a It is,
0: it is your job and also, and like, thus the thing that like you, that like you do for a living and that you, that drives you is that you look out there. You look to the stars. You, you, you have a broader picture of the universe than what is directly around you. I think that Tarks is a little, does not have that, is very, what is in front of him is kind of all that, that there is. And I think that he embodies that very specifically, like it is. And, and to the, that they, that they look to the stars that she is, is someone that is examining things on a higher level is fascinating.
1: Okay. um, I think what Juniper, Juniper finds fascinating about Tarks is that, uh, you know, as much as i want to say what the heck is static farming um, uh, i think what she really finds uh interesting about tarks is um you know you described this as generic waste planet um that tarks lives and is happy on a place where green isn't common at least in the way that it mm-hmm. is and that sort of uh living without uh Essentially what she, in her sort of uh, worldview, considers luxury. You know, trees are Mm -hmm. what give us so much. Some of it comes from the ground, but, you know, lots of trees around. Easy to make stuff out of trees. And um, she kind of finds it fascinating that Tark's lives a mostly treeless existence. And that's, you know, wild to her. And
0: I think I think that kind of embodies what, uh, that kind of itself embodies what Tark's finds intriguing, because I think that, like, Tark's never once questioned that, that, like, that there were trees in Juniper's world, or that, that, that where they live is not, uh, a weird junkyard rock quarry, <laughs> like, that was simply... Well, yeah, that's that's where Juniper lives. Like it's like it's that kind of there is an inherent questioning versus unquestioning there that I think Tarks is the sort of person that not through a lack of not through a lack of of uh, not not for not in a negative way, but just in a sense of is just not curious about those sorts of things and is more is more focused on tangible
1: things that are directly in front of him makes sense yeah um uh, finally after asking these two questions uh we'll take a moment to establish how we're interacting um is this a uh or uh the medium will inform the fiction so decide between yourselves are you writing correspondence over tumultuous seas are we using an innate telepathic connection across dimensions or video chatting between planets in a single star system uh, you know, do we, do, do I call you on my pine phone, <laughs> you know, do I, or do we, you know, have just a hole in reality that opens up accidentally every once in a while, stuff like that.
0: <clears throat> I, I, I think what I'd like to propose, uh, pulling on, pulling on, on science fantasy and also on the very specific sort of. Uh, affectionately budget-challenged sci-fi sources yes. that we've already been pulling Excellent. on. I think that we communicate through through uh, holograms, but the way those holograms are represented is... The same way that like spaceships are represented in the David Lynch Dune movie, which is just rooms appear. (coughs) Like uh, a room, like a, like it just appears as a room that like could, that like suddenly a wall melts away and there is another room that like we walk between that like isn't, that's there but not really there. So it's sort of like we only get this one room's worth of what the world looks like for the like the other person in this sort of half holographic and half tele... Sure. It's like half holographic and half psychic and half simulated thing sure. where when our conversations, when our interactions begin, like, a room simply takes shape. But that room is... But, like, we... I cannot leave... The room where you have initiated this call and you cannot when you appear in my, in my
1: space. Kind of, uh, kind of like in the sequels where Kylo and Rey have that force connection and suddenly they're just in each other's space, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Very much that same kind of energy where it's sort of just, you know, we are, we, yeah, it's that, it's that very, and I think it's very spatial, right? Like it's very, it is very, very almost claustrophobic in the way that like those shots in last Jedi are very kind of like the frame, the frame keeps cutting each, cutting both of them off. And like they keep circling each other in this very particular way.
1: Perfect. Okay. Um, and we, uh, I know we brought up, uh, rank out. We start out liking each other. I imagine. Give me a sec. I think so. I think so. That feels good. That feels good. I
0: don't think that I, I think that, I don't think there's anything about either of us off the bat
1: that feels yeah. like we would be on like opposing sides of yeah. any. Because I've had I've had a friend ask if he could play this enemies to lovers, and I was like, surely, uh, I haven't done it yet. Yeah, but surely, absolutely. absolutely. <clears throat> I, there's nothing. There's nothing in the rules that says you can't play an
0: enemy. Exactly. Like, hearing hearing you say those words i immediately am like yeah obviously that's a thing that can and should happen and not in this not in this particular story but it immediately speaks to me
1: going like oh absolutely okay wonderful uh yeah that would be a lot of fun uh yeah once we once we have our worlds established uh we each must choose a suit of cards to correspond with our world uh it's recommended that one player chooses a black suit and the other a red suit but it's not required it's you know Um, so, uh, you know, what, what suit do you think best suits, uh, the soundstage that Tarks grew up on?
0: I think either diamonds or spades, depending on, depending on if you were feeling strongly about a black suit or a red one, I think either diamonds or spades. Uh,
1: I was feeling pretty strongly clubs.
0: Then I think, then I think diamonds feels good. It feels like rock. It is very, it is, it is very, it is the epitome of artificial and that feels very good.
1: Nice. Okay. So now, uh, I will, uh, shuffle these around. Um, the unfortunate thing about having saved this deck for playing this game, uh, unfortunately all the cards are still in order. So (laughs) shuffle. Mm. It's going to be a little bit more imperative so that it's not just, you know, one, one, two, two. <laughs> but yeah, this is, I think this is the first thing I'm using this deck for. Oh, that makes me happy. Yeah. I'm glad. Breaking out the champagne of cards. <laughs> you know, so I am shuffling a little bit. I'm not shuffling too heavily because order doesn't really, you know, it's not mm-hmm. like a poker game where order is very important. It's pretty important, but you know, it's, it's kind of funny if you start, if you open with, you know, a big card, yeah. uh, la- my last play test with, uh, Jack, who I believe has been on the show before, uh, to your stations, yes, uh, was, um, uh, we opened with, I think a face card. <laughs> so it was like right off the bat, we opened with a missed opportunity. It was very, mm, that's good. I really, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that is, that is good. That's juicy. Yeah. So now, about two-thirds of the way down, I will place both jokers as a pair, uh, because once one person draws a joker, the other person theoretically would also draw the joker, but in this case, I'm just going to be pulling two jokers out of the deck myself.
0: Alright, draws our first card.
1: Okay. Uh, Okay. Uh, The first card is the six of diamonds. I'm starting my turn first. All right. Uh, Is that? Yeah. 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 Go ahead. Um, Yeah. So I will be adding, asking a leading question uh, and you will answer. And then I will talk about how that affects my world as well. So I think uh, the first leading question um, Juniper will sort of ask is um, what, what do celebrations look like on your world? Going, going big with this one celebrations on
0: tarx's world which i am going to call i'm gonna call it heap heap feels like a good name for this world it feels like a good it feels like a good a good working class name for this world uh heap celebrations on heap are big they are the, the The cultural norm is very thoroughly work hard, play hard. It is, uh, really almost for any occasion, right? Like, it is not, they are not tied to religious ceremony, they are not tied to, you know, big, uh, like, harvests or anything. If there is reason to celebrate, then we will celebrate, and we will celebrate pretty goddamn hard. So, the thing about them is, like I said, they're for any occasion, and it is very specifically, uh, they are very specifically, like, um, I think towns are small. I think that they are not, they are not, like, big, big cities. I think it is more, there are, there are small communities, but, uh, I, I, there, like, Heap is a pretty small planet and the and the clusters of people are pretty are pretty functional in nature it's more like you know we are we are gathered around a particular mountain and we are like harvesting things out of this mountain but i think that when a celebration happens it's everybody it is your family it is your friends it is the other people in the community people will show up to party and there is there is music and there is laughing and uh there is, uh, there are fireworks. It is a a blast and a half. It is, it, celebration is a big thing
1: on the world of Heap. Wonderful. Um, on uh, the jungle planet, which I have yet to name, I, I just keep coming back to the woods, but I kind of like that as, like, the area in which Juniper lives, and not necessarily the whole planet. Mm-hmm. Um. But, uh, in the woods, I think parties are, uh, smaller, but they, they also try to find every excuse to, you know, celebrate. Uh, there's, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of, um, you know, uh, celebration isn't, you know, always this massive party where everyone's invited, but. This is this is a group of people who likes to find reasons to uh, celebrate and throw a party. And, you know, Um, lots of uh, I think the aesthetic of their parties is a lot more, um, you know, late night uh, on the deck behind the house, uh, you know, barbecue as opposed to big, uh, you know, New Year's Eve celebration. (laughs) You know, like, twinkling lights, like fireflies a lot, because, you know, you don't want to be lighting fires when everything is made of wood. hmm Absolutely. Um, so, uh, you pretty much, uh, in your local community, at least one family is going to be celebrating something most nights. I like that. I really yeah. like that. I think that's
0: probably a thing that we bond over. Like, yeah. I think it's probably a thing that, like, in most of our conversations... When we when we meet and talk like there's probably that's probably the icebreaker is, you know, what's what are we sell? Ce- what are we celebrating tonight? And then we mm-hmm. kind of raise a toast to that and we kind of mutually celebrate these these uh, and like there's the, the, the kind of joy, the kind of bonding joy that comes from hearing about some small town celebration is probably like a mutual icebreaker bonding point between the two of us. Yeah.
1: All right, give me our next card. Uh, It is the Four of Diamonds. So you uh, establish something about your world. I don't uh, have to ask you a leading question, and then ping it over to me. Uh, Four has not been in play yet, so it can be whatever you'd like. So the thing that I'm going
0: to establish about my world is... Um, and I'm going to preface this by saying, uh, that I am, uh, I am stealing this. I am stealing it from a show that I have not watched that I don't believe that I can watch because I don't believe it's out yet, but that I keep being, uh, I keep being bombarded with commercials for <laughs> that. I might not watch it, but like the thing about it and like, is probably about more than this, but there's a spooky hole. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know what this show on Amazon is about, but there are cowboys and <laughs> there. It seems to be a prominent feature that there's a spooky hole in the ground <laughs> and there there's a spooky hole uh, in my in my community on Heath, which I think is built around this sort of like half mountain, half rock quarry hill, half junk pile, which I think is like a thing that is harvested and mined and like is a is a is a like resource center for the community. There's a sinkhole at the base of that that seems to be endless that is like the cause for great consternation, right? Like it is, there are, there are, there are community meetings and discussions about like, have we sent anything into the hole? Do we, do we, like, do we patrol it? Like, do we send, do we need to, do we need to move? Like, have we drawn up borders around it? Like the sinkhole is the local talking point. And it doesn't seem to be growing. It seems to be about, like, four feet, uh, like, four feet in diameter and just infinitely empty. But it's just this four-foot hole in the ground that, like, every party that you go to, there's conversations happening around, like, what somebody thinks the sinkhole might be. There is, like, great political drama unfolding about, like, how do we handle the the sinkhole? and. In Tark's world and his community among his family and friends and the people that he knows, this is about the biggest source of drama that they have encountered in the last several months. And it's definitely like ominous and weird and kind of terrifying. Oh, is the spooky hole new? It's definitely new. I think it's popped up in the last month. Like it's it's fairly new and it just opened up in the ground. No one has fallen in it there have probably been some stuff that's fallen in but it's just like a hole has emerged and we're just very confused by it very like some people are kind of amused by it but it's definitely just this sort of weird ominous thing that
1: has developed in the last month so is this like local folklore or is this uh what is what is sort of the uh kind of ca- what what do you want to be associated with the 4 of diamonds the f- or the f- number 4 is it local folklore is it you know something something that can branch between both worlds i i think the thing that is
0: bridging is local is 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 local i i'm going to i think local folklore is a good way to put it or like yeah, actually i'm going to call it local happenings like what the the thing is that has caused drama in your neck of the woods, pun intended. Like what is the what is the source of great turmoil and drama? So local, local
1: happenings. Okay. So, yeah, on a uh, in the woods, uh, where uh, Juniper is um, uh, as an astronomer. Uh, She spends a a ton of time, like, looking up and looking at the sky. Uh, She does not live in the area with the tallest trees. Um, But recently, there has been a tree uh, from a little little while, like, a little walk away uh, that has um, been uh, partially uprooted. And... Tilted to now be in the eyeline of the observatory. Mm. No one knows how this tree got slightly uprooted. Uh, No one knows why, but it was a very tall tree and it is now in the eyeline of this observatory. And so uh, the wider community is like, oh, what what happened to that tree? Why did it fall down? You know, what could have done that? Ah, There wasn't a big storm. Um, But among the very local community that Juniper is a part of, uh, they are annoyed because they have to figure out how to move that tree so they can do their jobs.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It is a
1: professional (laughs) inconvenience. So this. This tree uh, is a mystery something something tilted this tree, and now it is blocking our telescopes and uh you know there there are two aspects of uh complaint about it, which is ah, mysterious, that's a really big tree. What if that happened to my tree and then uh you know the professional of yeah, 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 whatever it's it's scary all right, but come on, it's blocking I was gonna say Venus, but that implies uh you know
0: blocking cerberus three <laughs> or whatever like yeah. yeah like it's legally distinct from yeah. venus
1: <laughs> yeah it's blocking aphrodite uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so uh the big fallen tree
0: all right i like that i love it i'm excited what's our next card Okay,
1: i was uh real quick typing um uh, if you want to type things down, uh, the reason we're typing things down is because when eventually the four of clubs gets drawn, uh, that sort of local weirdness will come back into play in the story and will create either a conflict or an interesting moment between our characters. So that's why Love writing Love down it. is as important as it is. Um, ooh, the king of diamonds, our first face card. So... Um, Uh, For each face card you draw, you get to establish a missed opportunity or complication you have run into that prevents you from meeting but still pulls you closer. Uh, These complications may be practical, emotional, or anything else, as long as they highlight the difficulties of crossing between worlds, figuratively or literally. Um, So, uh, the way missed chances work is um, the, the suit doesn't necessarily matter for face cards and aces. Mm-hmm. Um that's mostly for the uh uh numbers. That's the word. Um but uh so there will be some sort of missed opportunity, some way we, you know, could have become closer either physically or emotionally, and didn't, and how that missed opportunity brings us closer. So mm-hmm. uh I think. I think what happens is um a- after this sort of uh great tree kind of moves into the way, uh astro- the astronomers kind of have to deal with kind of mapping different regions of the sky, like completely uprooting no pun intended, uh their entire mm-hmm. operation. And so um uh for a little bit, uh there's just fewer and fewer calls. And I think I know we said celebrations are uh, a big deal and pretty constant for both of us. Um, but I think uh, there was a personal celebration uh, in, uh, I think, maybe even just a birthday uh, in Juniper's life. But because of work and because of the family obligations of celebration um, we couldn't you know share that celebration together because there just wasn't time to step into the the shared space
0: i love that i think I love that a lot that's 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 great and i think that i think that to 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 up that uh to throw some throw some throw some gasoline on that fire. Uh, I think Tark's knew. Like, I think Tark's knew that it was Juniper's birthday, or like a ju, or like the birthday to someone close to Juniper. Like, and this was a moment where Tark's was very consciously like planning to celebrate this with them, and simply like he just didn't get the chance to do that.
1: Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's so sad.
0: They'll it'll it'll, it'll all work out. It's
1: okay. It's okay. It'll it's work. okay. It's all right. <laughs> okay. Uh now it is your draw and you drew. All right. Ooh. <laughs> the jack of clubs. Ooh, okay, interesting. Yeah. Um
0: I think the complication I think the complication that has that has sprung up that keeps us from celebrating together from meeting but pulls us closer. I think there is I think there is like an ion storm, like there is something that like makes it harder to for us to physically communicate. Like there is, um, there actually, I, I think it's even, it's not even an ion storm, there is a, there is a disruption in one of the processing plants on heap, like our local processing plant where we feed all of this stuff to and where we feed the static that we farm into and the junk that we mine and like there's this this processing plant one of the one of the generators on this plant blew and like sprayed static into the air that kind of acted a little bit like a a little bit like a like a chaff like a chaff spray. Like it kind of blocked communication and you know we were kind of mid-conversation and we were we were having this 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 really wonderful conversation when suddenly i think that there's a real almost kind of horror moment where each of us in the other person's space like the space itself starts to distort and warp and like you know become a little bit of like a fun house and we some and like the then the communication cuts out and we aren't able to speak together for a little while like we aren't able to 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 easily communicate and we have to find maybe other ways of of staying connected in the wake of this and the other half of that is that it pulls me and it pulls me into community work right yeah. like we have to repair that generator and it, it just puts a hurdle in in the way of
1: us having our regular conversations i'm i'm picturing sort of it gets like the setting gets funhousey and you know we we start doing like those tiktok filters that are like the weird glitchy like yeah yeah things get weird
0: yeah it just gets weird and then and then cuts off and there's probably a moment of real like
1: terror of like are they okay yeah yeah and that question kind of gets hard to answer for a little bit yeah yeah absolutely lovely spooky maybe it's maybe it's the spooky hole's fault we don't know
0: it there are people are saying there's speculation
1: that damn spooky hole
0: Which is how I have it written in our notes. Good. I'm glad I appreciate that you've written it exactly the way that I
1: I would want it written. Dear God, Uh, the two of diamonds. I promise I shuffled very, very much. Uh, It's just one of these days that uh, it's going to be a lot of diamonds at the start. All
0: good. All good. All good. No problem whatsoever. We don't have anything mapped to the two. So I think for the number two, um,
1: did you draw the Jack of Clubs or did I? Hold on.
0: Uh, let's see. I think uh, you drew it. Yeah, I drew the Jack of okay. Clubs. So, so yeah,
1: sorry. Go yeah. ahead. Uh, introduce the two of diamonds. Yes. Uh, so uh, the leading question uh, I will ask you is, I think building off of that, um, sort of what is community life and work like? What does that sort of look like? How does that manifest on the heap? It's
0: very work-focused. It's very... There's the work that you do for you, for your family, for you... Like, but that also maybe doesn't exist as much. Like, everything is... We're all... we're. It's very collective. It's very collectivist. It's very... We are all, we are all like working intertwined in ways. Like we have our individual passions and jobs and the things that we do, but there's work that needs to be done in the community. And I think that we see that play out over the next several weeks. You know, I'm a, I'm a static farmer. Like I know, I know how to manage, I know how to manage static coils and I know how to manage the collection of static and the transfer of, of static batteries I don't know how to rebuild a generator and how to like fix damp building damage, but damned if I don't learn because that is the the thing that the community needs right like the jobs that we have and the roles that we have drop very quickly when a very when a particular need arises that is larger than our individual individual wants like that is and it is not necessarily a burden it is simply the way that life is yeah. right it's simply if people need something then 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 we all got to step up and find a way to to, to address that need yeah.
1: i think uh very much uh the opposite uh in the woods <clears throat> um people tend to specialize uh in this community uh specializing is sort of encouraged uh culturally and so there's a very almost um elegant system of something goes wrong and you immediately switch spots with the person who knows how to fix it um there's you know uh i described the technology as being like rube goldberg esque wood punk you know there's like there's a system where you you're like oh no something's gone wrong you hit the something's gone wrong button uh marble rolls down a thing knocks a hammer rings a Mm -hmm. bell you know um well not a bell because uh uh you know uh like a like a wood chime (laughs) oh yeah a wood chime uh uh and kind of alerts the person that's oh specialized in fixing this and it's uh you know (laughs) you know they're sitting they're sitting by their their desk drinking tea and then suddenly they're up go and do their specialized thing and you uh you know uh in that moment Uh, have that interaction with them uh, and um, probably probably off work uh, specialization isn't it doesn't drive you into like social holes it's not like you know the the engineers and the astronomers only hang out with the engineers and the astronomers um, because it's just you it's you have it's you have a job if you're the if you're the wind chime if you're the wind chime repair person
0: then you are very you are very like It almost sounds a little bit like, uh, it almost sounds a little bit, um, uh, like a zero to
1: 60. It's like, it's like your job
0: is either you got to fix this wind chime right now, or you're pretty comfortable in your hangout. Yeah.
1: And because of, because of this like hyper specialization, I think it actively encourages people to, you know, get to know other people because it's not like eight of you are working shift at the same time with yeah you know you
0: you have your job and then your job is done like you don't have ongoing projects you have this is the thing that needs to be done right now and then it's done and
1: then we and then we move on and we hang yeah, out the exception are you know people whose job is to experiment fuck around and find out Ooh, can we swear on this podcast yeah yeah absolutely, okay 100 percent. yeah uh people like astronomers whose job it is to you know fuck around and find out have that kind of 60 to 0 of oh my thing's broken I, i'll go you know i'll just jail for a while <laughs> you know is it kind of has those those two different modes uh it's very binary either you're doing something or you're not and you're hanging out with people all right yeah i, I love that and I, I it feels very it does
0: feel very i love the idea that like I, I love both aspects of that, that there are the people that are like, we work, we work until we don't work. And then there are the people that are like, well, I got to figure like I'm going to play around. And then when we're when the so when we have a solution, then my job is done.
1: Yeah, it's it's very fascinating, very interesting cultures. Um, yeah, yeah, I love I, it. I love this a lot. Yeah, I think it I think it fits even with the um celebrations things we established, the work hard, play hard versus celebrate when you when you want when you can. Yeah.
0: And it's a much smaller celebration because it's it's who's around at yeah. this
1: moment that isn't isn't working on yeah. something. Very coherent. Uh we got the 10 of clubs. So, it's your turn to ask me a leading question. I want to ask you what does what does a what does a
0: normal living situation look like? in the woods. What is what is what is a a a household arrangement and like a day in the life of an ordinary household? Okay.
1: Um like you said with with uh the original inspiration for the heap, sometimes the funny answer comes to you and you got to go with the funny answer. You got to go with you got to go with the funny answer. Like I I fully encourage if something makes you
0: <laughs> laugh, sometimes that's got to be the thing that you put on paper.
1: <laughs> you know where Chip and Dale live <laughs> in Rescue Rangers? <laughs> like the little like hole in the tree with all wooden furniture and like, you know, I do. I do. I put my, I immediately put my head in one hand, but yes, I do. And it feels exactly perfect. Yeah. People live inside the trees. Um, I think family units tend to be small and fluid because people kind of it's, these things are, probably bigger than California redwoods, but probably not much bigger. So it's not like you have the floor space for like a four bedroom house on, in one tree, you know, it's kind of very vertical. And so, um, shared living spaces are kind of on the smaller end and a little bit more communal. Uh, privacy is less, um, less of a big deal. Uh, it's not, people are, you know, okay. Living constantly in proximity with each other And uh, because of this, you know, uh, when privacy is asked for privacy is usually granted, but um, living situations are fluid because eventually, you know, oh, you're spending a lot of time with these people might as well live with them. Right. Uh, There's Mm -hmm. not, you know, there's a lot of studio apartments, but they're bigger than, you know, a New York studio. Yeah, 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 right. I, I got exactly what you're, I get exactly what you're putting down. And out. Uh, I think, uh, you know, a normal day in the life is very like, uh, um, I just keep coming back to Chippendale of like, you know, <laughs> 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 you've got, you know, things kind of move quickly in, in the woods. Uh, you know, breakfast happens and then you go off to work and then you, you know, go about your day. You've probably, you probably spend time at at least three different you know, cubbies uh throughout an average day because people are just constantly coming and going and uh yeah, I think I think it's very uh fluid. I like that. I love
0: that. I think that I think that family structure is very fluid on heap as well. Like I think you don't have I think you have a lot of people who move like like I think a family unit on heap is very driven by it's work focused we said community is work focused and i think that family is also kind of work focused i think that family units naturally coalesce around people who do like you it is a it is a culture of living of living and being a family like I, I got halfway through a sentence and then realized what I was about to say, but it's, you're not just coworkers, you're family. But um, literally. But literally, and but literally and non-toxically, like, it is a sense of, like, we do this job together, you know, if we are working this farm together, if we are all farmhands, we live together, we eat together, like, we are, we, we... Are a family to like and and we take care of each other and protect each other and like keep each other happy and comfortable because we are the people that are experiencing this work and that are sharing in in the the love and the joy and the practice of this work, and therefore like that work takes on a very kind of ritual, a very kind of cherished a very almost kind of uh like a very spiritual quality to it and that the act of sharing work with someone is very it is a very powerful thing and so family like your family is static farmers like my family is the static farmers in my community and you know the the sense of it takes a village to the sense of it takes a village to to raise a child is very true because as a child finds as someone growing up on heap finds the thing that they're passionate about, they move like that 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 family takes them in, right? like if if a, if a, if a young person shows up and is like, "I want to know everything about static farming, we take them in and they take on our name and they become part of our family. And then if in six months, they say, "Well, I'm actually not interested in this. I want to go pursue art." we find the local community artists and we say here, uh, this person wants to, wants to, wants to try being part of your family. And if, if it works, it works. And you know, you find the place where you belong. And, and part of that is finding the
1: work that you feel fulfilled in doing. Yeah. Very here is our son. He's your son now.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is very, here's our son. He is your son now. That's awesome. Uh, uh, and, and, you, that that kind of that kind of uh you that's a lot of also how like learning and growth and education works is is a lot of apprenticeships and it is a lot of you practice a thing and you find out if it's what you're meant to do and if it's not you try something else
1: yeah nice very very cool i love it i'm loving this this <laughs> is great this is this is this is wonderful I'm glad you're enjoying i i hope you continue to enjoy because i've just drawn an ace so time Time for some heartbreak. Uh, The ace. uh, The aces hold a very strong meaning. And if one of you draws the ace before you reach the jokers, regardless of its suit, you can decide to meet up then and there. If you do, describe the first meeting of you and your soulmate. Now describe why it cannot last, at least in the moment. If we do not choose to meet, how did you two narrowly miss each other? What prevented you from finally being together? And I think, um, I don't think we meet up just yet. No, I don't think so. Um, but I think what happens is, uh, you know, uh, I work for the astronomers, um, and so, uh, eventually, uh, there comes a, uh, a call to expedition beyond, you know, the surface of uh the surface of this jungle planet and you know um i think uh we see the spaceship and it's very much just like you know treasure planet style a ship um that is like you know a boat uh and mm-hmm. um my character uh is like oh that would be awesome you know if we're going to a couple different planets i would love to be able to go visit the heap um and so i think she attempts to get on this ship and i think uh because this is i don't think this is necessarily one of like the first voyages off planet but i think it's still early technology Mm -hmm. so i think they're still like they're still in a spot that kind of sucks and is kind of much like how astronauts in real life have to be in perfect physical condition. Um, I think she, uh, she has a long-term injury. Um, and so, uh, on this type of voyage, uh, she is not able to go because it's the technology isn't still good enough to help support her. And she, uh, her uh her physical injury prevents her from going to see her friend in this moment yeah that that hurts but it's yeah. good that hurts um, good that hurts real good yeah, i think i think we see i think the audience sees a scene of this massive ship docking on the heap showing that yeah she would have gone to the heap if she were able mm-hmm. but um unfortunately yeah it's tough that's good stuff that's good stuff yes and so that is what kept us from finally being together uh and i think i think uh tarks knows this i think they they very much tell tarks like before and after so everyone feels the weight of opportunity and i think i think they don't realize that there was a chance she wasn't going to get on
0: yeah i think I, i like that i think that's good what is our
1: next card Ooh, the six of clubs this is a uh uh something about celebration so you ask me a question about celebration and how it affects our relationship i'll read the actual text um Uh, The second time you draw that number, you must either frame a scene or ask a leading question as per the suit. Uh, The scene or question should create a scenario in which this detail becomes relevant to the relationship between the two soulmates. Uh, The detail being celebration. Uh, A brief scene that you... Yes, that you are the one to set up. What is the first
0: holiday that we celebrate after that expedition happens? how is our celebration different than it would have been previously? And what happens to
1: make it something that we remember? I think, um, I think the first holiday uh, we celebrate after this is sort of essentially like a, a galactic independence day, something that is, weirdly Mm -hmm. enough shared by our two planets some yeah like a a you know high high fantasy high sci-fi galactic independence day um and i think uh you know uh you asked how do we make it special right Mm -hmm. um i think what happens is uh we meet up in this room like the the teleconference room and um for the first time, it looks different. Um, we we uh, probably tarks with you know static farming and you know technological expertise uh, that's not made of wood. Um, I think uh, sets up a temporary shared space that is neither that looks not like the heap or like the woods, but like what it would look like if someone decorated uh, a uh, kind of cubby in a tree as if it mm-hmm. were a heap home. Oh, that's beautiful. I absolutely love um, that. And uh, I think if, if we hadn't, if we hadn't tried to meet up, I don't think anyone necessarily would have thought of that. I think it would have just been like, oh, you know, the happy galactic mm-hmm. independence day. And, you know, we each bring, bring our, you know, drink from our own side into the room and kind of deal with it. But I think having that missed opportunity to make this bigger and to make this more memorable, uh, it becomes the embodiment of this shared space. And, um, I don't know if it remains like that. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. I kind of like it if it does, but I also also like it if it doesn't, you know, there's benefits yeah, to both. Yeah, yeah.
0: I think Tark's probably does keep it like that. I think it is. I think that it is. Um, it's there's like I think it is It's, it's there's an element of playfulness there. And, and I think of of joy that I think that Tark's doesn't I think there's an element of playfulness there that like. It's one of those things that, you know, it's when you decorate your room for the first time and you kind of look around and feel that kind of giddiness. I think that it's Tark's definitely feels like a distinct joy of like, oh, this is what my room looks like now and probably like maintains it in a way that like is very consciously done. And it becomes this this practice for Tark's that he follows through on is keeping up, keeping up this very particular decor, which is not something
1: that he's used to doing yeah I love that things kind of you know that that celebration comes and goes and it's it's a blast you know uh the part that sticks out is just how you know how much work must have gone into that at the you know at the very yeah. least but absolutely yeah. i also i love what you wrote for ten of clubs I didn't get to say it in the moment, but just ch- 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 chippendale <laughs> that's perfect <laughs> uh good i'm good in the in the um In the shared space, is there an actual model train instead of, like, a, you know?
0: Oh, for sure. There is for sure a model train that,
1: yeah. Perfect. I believe it's my turn. I believe it is. The Nine of Diamonds. Yeah. uh, This feels very fitting to answer. What does, you know, the decoration of the heap look like? What is, you know, what amenities, what sort of visuals...
0: I think a wooden tr- – like, the wooden train – like, the train is specifically wooden. It is very specifically – like, there is not really a train in in Heap. Like, it's not very – not really a, a thing. Or, or I guess that is – that is that – is, uh, that is Tark's room. But, like, otherwise, Heap, I think it is – the decor is very – I'm going to push away from the impulse that like it's not decorative because I think that is like an overly easy way to a uh, to like to 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 paint this.
1: Yeah.
0: I think what is what is a big decorative trend in heap that I think we see reflected in Tark's room is handmade. It's almost like you make what like you 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 decorate with what you harvest or like what like like I think it is art based on like what you do. Like I, uh, uh, I have a a dear friend who like uh in my in my actual life, uh, Dan. He's gonna hear this, Dan. Hello, uh, who works like who like makes bronze art because he works with like bronze coils. Oh, that's awesome. And I think it's like a lot of that element, right? I think it's a lot of like if you are a stone worker, you make. Your house, your, your space is decorated with carved stone and polished stone and like stone, like sculpture. And if you are, if you work with metal, like if you, if you, if you harvest metal, your place is decorated with little metal sculptures and little metal art pieces. And I think that, uh, I think that Tarx's place previously and probably still like integrates this into his new sort of decor style has what I can only describe as static art, like metal pieces that have been like charged with static to do sort of gravity-defying That's things. That's awesome. And it's this sense of, like I said, you you make, like, art is itself a kind of work, and you make art based on the, the work that you do. It is, it is a way for you to get comfortable with the thing that you work on, And thus you, you, you make it in this space that is built around, you make it with the, with the stuff that you work on, because that is how you become comfortable with the stuff that you work on. And that is how you add art to this community, right? Like it's
1: part of the work. The decor in a house in the woods looks to what we on earth would describe as horrible. Uh, because it is so many colors that a lot of them don't match because who lives there is so fluid constantly that like when you move to a place, you know, you bring your stuff with you, of course. Uh, but it's also customary when you move out of a place to leave something of yours so that it is forever part of that place. So, you know, the more people who have lived in a place The more sort of different colors you see, I think people, this isn't like a, a conscious cultural decision of everyone must have their color, but, you know, a lot of people tend to just kind of grow attached to one color. Uh, junipers is very, you know, kind of greenish, uh, you know, uh, it's actually very similar to the color of these cards, uh, that kind of pale green, Mm -hmm. Um, and so a lot of her stuff is, you know, pale green, you know, like there's little, like tiny wooden carved owls, tiny, you know, people bring like plants with them, like potted plants, uh, just a lot of stuff. And then as you move, uh, traditionally, you leave something there. Usually people, uh, start to get into have, into a habit if they, If they are someone who tends to move around a lot, they tend to get into a habit of, you know, having a signature thing they can leave somewhere. Like, I think I think Juniper is probably a fairly, you know, uh, fluid person. She kind of moves around a lot because uh, I'm picturing them as sort of very social. Um, And I think they have just a little tiny pale green owl carving that they make when they first move in. And gets its spot of honor on the mantle. uh, And then, you know, they leave it there when they leave. And they go to somewhere else and make another one. And uh, so you can kind of tell the history of a place by the decoration. Both who's currently living there and who used to live there. I love that. I really love that. That's wonderful. Thank you. I I I thought of it and I was like I this is my favorite world building I've ever done I think this is good this is just good
0: like this is just good world building energy and it makes me very yeah, happy. Um, would we like to draw the Joker? Um, uh, if you'd like, I think I think I think it's I think it's time. I'm looking at the clock. I think it's time. I think it's time that we drew the Joker
1: card. Okay, I am shuffling through. Wow, I put it. I put it on the lower end of two thirds, so probably wise. Uh, I kind of eyeballed it, and yeah, we had, I think, seven cards to go. So yeah, that makes sense. I think uh, in this case, uh, you drew the first Joker. All right, which means that you must immediately draw the second Joker. Yes,
0: there it is. We have finally met up with our other half, whether we're ready or not. Regardless of if we plan to end play here or not, be sure to emphasize the importance of this moment. No matter the circumstance, no matter how extravagant or mundane the moment is for the rest of the world, this is the moment we've been waiting for our entire lives. I th- I think some time has passed. I think that... I think that bet- Actually, and I think that between... I, I think that the ship that we see touch down on Heap is not strictly wooden. It is like a wooden metal biomechanical hybrid. Like it truly is some of the technology from Heap, some of the technology from the woods, like really having merged and like found ways that like found ways to create like a harmonious best of both worlds situation. And that is the ship that we see Juniper walk off of. And that is the moment that Juniper sees that Tarks is there when she steps off of the ship. Uh, and I don't know. I haven't decided in my head how much time has passed, but I think that like, this is the moment when when finally travel has gotten to a place and communication has gotten to a place where this trip is comf- can be comfortably made by anyone and this is the moment that like you finally get to take that trip that you've been wanting
1: to take for for ages and ages. And I think Juniper kind of um still because it's a, you know a long-term injury uh isn't walking with a limp but is you know walking carefully has been sitting mm-hmm. for a long time um and uh in something pulled from my own experience uh the second she sees Tarks, uh, despite what is best for her, just immediately runs down Mm -hmm. this runway, uh, and just jumps into Tarks's arms and just, uh, just the biggest, like, kiss on the cheek, like, oh, I'm so glad to see you, like, just almost takes him out, probably not because he's, you know, uh, a metal, metal man. And I think that I think the, that
0: that the we see time has passed on Tark's by way of there is more metal jutting out mm-hmm. and like more pieces are metal. And I specifically I imagine that the arm that he catches Juniper in has grown and like kind of reaches to the ground <laughs> and is this sort of like multi jointed like metal, almost like a construction arm and like, kind of effortlessly catches them in it, and 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 gives them gives that like gives them a big kiss on the cheek and a hug,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and like calls out to everyone, like tonight this is the party, and like everybody already kind of knew that because the ship touched down, mm-hmm. but like tonight this is this is a larger party than usual, which is saying something on here. Is, is, is we are celebrating, we are
1: celebrating us being in the same place at the same and time. I think, I think we get a, a shot of that party and, um, Tark's, you know, whatever he's wearing, like party wise, uh, added onto it is a, uh, a flower crown, uh, that is matching junipers, uh, that she made for both of them. I love, I love them. that a lot. I love that.
0: I love that so much. Yeah. And then yeah. with that I think we see these big this big party playing out and I think that we see like we see there are there are there are tree like there are there are tree people and there are uh there are metal people and we're all celebrating and the two of us are dancing together plants
1: in the corners and, like having freshly brought as like party gifts
0: yeah uh and we we pan out on this and I think that is game yay Wonderful, 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 wonderful! I am, I am smiling I, me ear too. To ear. That was lovely. every time.
1: Every time I finish playing this game, I'm always grinning ear to ear. These are the relationships are so cute. This, this was amazing. This was so much fun. I love Tark's. I love Juniper. Their relationship is so cute.
0: It was, it was nice. It's lovely, yeah.
1: and it put it put a big smile on my
0: face. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank I'm you for having me. me. So real quick, before we wrap up, where can
1: people find you, your work, and the game online? Uh, you can find me, myself, on Twitter at Lillianapolis. Um, like my name and Indianapolis combined. Um, you can find uh, my work at lillianapolis.itch.io. Uh, you can find the world through your eyes specifically at Lilianapolis.itch.io slash the world through your eyes, all dashes in between. Um, and... Check me out
0: there. All right. Well, thank you so much again for doing the show. This was uh incredible and wonderful. And for now, I'm going to throw it over to me in the future so that he can wrap up with the show. Take a future me. Thanks, past Me. And thanks again to Liliana for coming on the show. That game was... It was beautiful. It was an incredible experience. I'm so happy that we got to play it. It was a really wonderful game. Thank you, thank you again. Be sure to go pick up your own copy of the world through your eyes at lillianapolis.itch.io, or check the show notes for more information. And be sure to follow Lily on Twitter at lillianapolis. Then, while you're on Twitter, follow us at Party of One Pod. Like the show on Facebook at facebook.com/slash Party of One Podcast. Head to our merch store at bit.ly/slash Party of One Merch. Join our Discord at bit.ly slash Discord. And if you enjoyed the show, consider leaving us a nice iTunes review, a Spotify review, a Podbean review, Podchaser review. They all have reviews nowadays. Leave us a review somewhere. You can also support the show financially at patreon.com slash JeffStormer or ko-fi.com slash JeffStormer. Or you can just, like, tell a friend that you enjoy the show. Tell us you like the show on Twitter. All these things help the show find new audiences, and they make my day a little bit better. If you're finishing this episode and you're like, God, I wish I had another podcast to listen to to pass my time, boy, do I have one for you. All My Fantasy Children is a character creation, storytelling, and world-building podcast on the one Shot Podcast Network, wherein every week, my best friend Aaron Catano Sayas and I take a listener-submitted prompt. We spin it into an original fantasy character, and we populate a shared universe one story at a time. New episodes drop every Friday-ish at OneShotPodcast.com. Party of One, as always, is produced and edited by Jeff Stormer and Jen Frank. All music for the show comes from the song Infinite Lives by Megaran, featuring the d Sluggers, and the Party of One logo is by Evan Rowland. If you'd like to inquire about advertising rates coming onto the show as a guest or about press coverage of the show, you can email me at partyof1podcast at gmail.com. And unless I am mistaken, I believe that is all we do here, so until next time, Thank you so much for listening. Remember to fight the forces of fascism every single day. Remember that self-love and self-care are radical and defiant acts of resistance. And as always, party on, everybody.